Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of The Infertile Diagnosis. Thanks for joining me for another Closer Today episode. I'm your host, Monica Cox from MyMindfulMe.com. Today's clip comes from Lynette Lewis. She shares her journey of hope about her dreams of one day becoming a mother. There's one quote that hit me hard. When one dream is on hold, go live another dream. You know infertility can be hard and all-consuming. First, it's your two-week waits. You're waiting for ovulation, and then you're waiting for a pregnancy test. And then it's getting into the doctors, and then getting into a fertility clinic, and then your life gets all consumed with IVF. Then you turn around, look in the mirror, and you don't recognize the person that's staring back at you. You've kind of stopped living life, or normal life as we are so used to it. I know there's times during this journey that you are going to have to stop living the way you once used to live. For me, that was so true. And it wasn't until I really looked at it as a positive and that I was improving not only my fertility situation, but my health and my mental health especially, that I really started to see the benefits. In a weird way, I started to live a dream I never knew I really wanted. I never dreamt of being hippie-ish and waking up and being excited to eat vegetables for breakfast and enjoy deep breathing and meditation. But there I was, living a new dream, while my dream of motherhood was slowly unfolding in its own unique way. That's right, surprise, surprise, all this hippie BS did not get me pregnant right away. So all through my 20s and then through my 30s, While everyone else seemed to be living my dreams, I discovered two choices that made all the difference. The first choice is this. When one dream is on hold, go live another dream. Oh, you don't want to. You just want to stand there, maybe be focused and obsess over that one thing that we want to have happen. But we have to keep dreaming and moving because dreams tell our hearts we're living, not dying. The second choice is a choice. And this is what I discovered, that hope is a choice, not a feeling. Dr. Jerome Groupman, chair of medicine at Harvard Medical School, says that hope is as powerful as any medicine prescribed or procedure performed. I found that hope is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. I was nearly 40 when my longtime dream of moving to New York City happened. I arrived in the city, hopes were fresh in a vibrant city of dreamers. Every morning, between 8 and 9 a.m., I would walk through the concourse of the World Trade Center, except for the morning of 9-11. On that morning, I was out in Hartford, Connecticut, conducting a meeting. Will we ever forget that day? A day when literally thousands of dreams died. As so many of the fearful were leaving the city, a group of faithful men were coming into the city, filled with the hope of just simply making a difference. 
One of those men was Ron Lewis. He and his friends decided to start a church in the heart of Times Square. I began attending, and over the course of the next year or two, Ron and I became friends and then felt like there was something more between us. So, at the age of 42, in a church on Park Avenue, I finally married the man of my dreams, a dream so long in coming, but truly right on time. Now, is it just me, or is there a slight resemblance? <laughs> now, on our wedding day, Ron gave me the amazing gift of four teenage boys. Now, I tell my friend Tony that four boys and no stretch marks is a really good deal. I'd been dreaming of having a little girl, and surprisingly, at age 45, discovered that I was pregnant, only to be told, two months later, no heartbeat. One out of eight couples struggle with infertility, and this became our journey for the next five years. Years of tears and surgeries an adoption that fell through at the last moment, choosing hope, yet hopes crushed time and again. Around this same time, I started learning about the issue, the growing issue of child sex trafficking. I would find myself waking up at night thinking about how desperately I wanted a child, yet wondering what must it be like to have a child that had been trafficked or abused. Ron and I discussed this, and we just simply wondered, could we make a difference? Could we do something? So in the spirit of choosing hope and living another dream, we got educated and we rallied volunteers. And over the next five years, we did walks in 50 cities, commencing with a stilettos run in New York, where we broke the record for people running in stilettos. I say people because even our 16-year-old son that morning when we thought, uh-oh, we may not break the record, he donned a pair of stilettos and down that road he ran. <laughs> During that time, our third son, Jordan, decided to take a summer missions trip to Africa. Now, while there, he had 21 nosebleeds. What's that all about? Came home. And on the day before his 21st birthday, was diagnosed with stage four sinus cancer. He came home from school, endured 71 rounds of radiation, eight rounds of chemotherapy, and amazingly, five months later, was declared cancer-free. Followed his dream of finishing school and returned to school, graduated on time, won the Overcomer of the Year Award, and met his great love, Katie. Got a wonderful job at a bank, and 17 months later, at 8 a.m. in the morning one morning, he and his dad went to buy the engagement ring. And at 10 a.m., in a routine follow-up exam, was told that the cancer had returned. And this time, with a vengeance. Jordan and Katie were determined 
to live their dream of a life together. So they got married a month later. For the next nine months, Katie never left Jordan's side. And two years ago tomorrow, in what will remain a mystery in our family, our beloved Jordan breathed his last breath on earth and his first breath in heaven. He never lost his hope, and he never lost his faith. But how do you live without a child? Yes, I'm the stepmother, but I loved him as my own. Now, for the last two years, our family is faced again with that choice of choosing hope, inspired by Jordan's example. Yet so many days feel like we're dying inside. About three months before Jordan died, something else amazing happened. It was Christmas Eve. We're all home together for the holidays, treasuring every family moment we can get. And Ron and I get a call. It's Christmas Eve. We get a call from a brave young woman who had chosen adoption. She was in her ninth month of pregnancy. She wondered, could we be ready because she had chosen us. She was due in three weeks. She chose us, 51 and 54 years old. Ron and I look at each other and we're like, why not? Well, the very next morning, it's Christmas morning, I'm in my bathroom. I'm getting ready to go out and cook the big family Christmas brunch. When this photo comes to my phone, not just one, but two dreams come true. On Christmas morning, born just outside of Bethlehem in another state. We told the boys the news after we'd opened our gifts. Everybody was screaming and crying. And that day, we flew up. And right before midnight, we held our baby daughters in our arms. So in closing... I'd like to introduce you to three ladies who have taught my heart how to dream and how to hope and how to never let go. My forever daughter-in-love, Katie, and my daughters, Victoria Joy and Isabella Grace. I hope Lynette's story can inspire you and realize that there's a lot of life, there's a lot of dreams out there right now that you can be living while you take the time to figure out what needs to be done and what needs to happen to reach your dream of becoming a mother. If you want to go listen to this whole clip, it's over on YouTube. It's another great TEDx talk. It's called My Dream Died, Now What? You can also check out Lynette at her website, lynettelewis.com. She's got a YouTube channel. She's on all the social media. She does a lot of inspiring talks, not only on infertility, but for women as well. So I hope you enjoyed the clip and we will see you at the end of the week for another episode of The Infertile Diagnosis with me and Sarah Clark. One more thing before you go. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and or a review. We would greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much, lady, and have a beautiful day.